All right, we, today's Amr is Chavtalad, Amr Aleph, and yes, we are starting from Chavtalad, Amr Aleph, just a refresher that uh, last time we discussed where one is allowed to put their, if one is allowed to put their tefillin below their head. So we said that one is allowed to put their tefillin below their head so long as they are doing it solely for watching purposes, guarding purposes. Now we're going to discuss where one can put it. Top of the Amr, top line, So where's one allowed to put it? Where under the head? So Amr Bein Kar Lakise. Doesn't mean mamash under their head, it means below the pillow where it'll be sort of sticking out. So like a negative Rosh where it won't be exactly below the head. says you can put it in his hat, which is directly below his head. You just said you can't put it directly below your head. No, the mafik lebar. And uh, really, the, the whatchamacallit, the hat, is, uh, is sticking out, right? If it's sticking out, it's fine. That's what they did, Labar. That's what they did. They, they would put the, uh, the, the pillow, right, sort of in a whatchamacallit. In, in this case, they had like a, the, the type of beds they had. Uh, canopy beds. That's what, I, that's what I was looking for. It's canopy bed, right? So they would sort of have a, 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 a sheet coming down on the side of the bed. So what he would do was he would put the tefillin on that sheet right next to him so it wasn't directly below his head, but it was on the side below his head. Okay, another practice by Rav Sheishei Berei, the Rav Eidi, Manachlu Asharshafei, Ufaru Sidra, he would put it on the bench and he would put a handkerchief above it, a layu, he would cover it. Amar Rav Nunabari, Rav Yaisi, Zim Nechado, Havakamina, Kamei, the Rava. One time I went in front of Rava, Va'omar Li, and he asked me, Zil Asil Tefillin, go bring my tefillin, please. And guess where he found it? He found it in between the pillow, exactly where, not directly below the head. Exactly where we just said that you should put your tefillin. And he knew that his, his wife went to the mikveh the night before. Okay, I don't know, I guess it was more public knowledge back then. But he knew that his wife went to the mikveh before, the, the night before, so therefore he knew that he was with his wife. And if you recall, I forgot this little detail. That if you recall, we said that one is allowed to put their tefillin below their head when they're sleeping, even when they're going to be with their wife that night, which is a big chiddush. So he knew that the rabbi was with, whoever was with his wife, and yet he still saw the tefillin below his head. And he he taught from this case, right? So it, maybe he didn't want to talk about it directly. Like, oh, by the way, it's weird to say. Rav was going to say, what, he was with his wife last night, and, and, I, and yet I still put the tefillin. No. So instead of telling him, it's genius. Instead of telling him, he had him just go and do it himself, and he would hop on his own. Very smart. Bamine, obviously, the, the Amarim were geniuses, but uh, you know, just one example of that. Let's say there's two individuals sleeping in one bed. So the, the din is that one is allowed to. Is one, is not the din is, is one allowed to just simply turn their face and read Kriya Shema? So Amalehachi said, yes, that's the case, one can do this. Even if one is with their wife in their bed, they can turn their head and read Kriya Shema. Rav Yosef asks a question on this. Right? You're going to tell me wife is the bigger Kiddush? Wife is the smaller Kiddush, because Ishta Kigufa, famous line, a wife is like oneself. Therefore, one is more comfortable with his wife, that's what Rosh says, one is more accustomed to sleeping with their wife, right? So we're not going to be scared per se that he's going to have the bad thoughts, he's going to have her hurim, we're not going to be as scared about that. So therefore, he can in fact read Krishma, but acher la, but acher la kigufai, but someone else, he's not as accustomed to them, so he might not be in the proper mindset, he might be more uncomfortable, and therefore he can't read Krishma like that. 
Two people are sleeping in the same bed. They can both turn their faces and read. Let's say someone's sleeping in their bed and their children and, and the, 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 all their children are sleeping on their side. Back then again, I forgot to mention this, we assume that they're naked. Right, because I guess they didn't have pajamas back then, right? So if they're naked, that presents a problem because they're, they're both Mukam Ervas are going to be facing each other. So that's why one had to turn before reading Krishma. So same thing here. His children are with him in bed. They're all unclothed. They can't, you can't read Krishma. It's only with one's wife. You need a talus to, to make a hefsik in, in between the children and the individual. And then he can recreate But if they're little kids, it's fine. It makes sense according to Rav Yosef, who says one is even allowed to read Krishma if they're with, even if they're with their wife in bed. That's not a question. He said, the, on, the only time one is allowed to read Krishma is when it's their wife in bed. When it's someone else, they can't. El Shmuel, who says, even with their wife, they can't read Kasha. That's a question. That's a good question on Shmuel. Shmuel, Shmuel, Rav Yosef, your statement is so good too? No, I have a question on your statement too. Even though you say one can read Krishna with their wife in their bed. Taisva says that this just refers to wife. So let's just go with that. Lashen, right? If one is sleeping in his bed and his wife is with him in his bed. One cannot read Krishna unless there's a talisman between them. And yet you said, no problem. You can read, even if one's wife is in, in bed with them, they can still read Krishna. They don't need anything to be mafsik. So what's Peshat to you? So what are you going to answer me? It's Machlekes. And I go with one side, you go with the other side. So you're going to say, just like you're going to answer me, it's Machlekes, I can say the same thing. It sounds like an easy way to get out of something, right? It's Machlekes, I go with one opinion, you go with another opinion, and, and let's go our separate ways. Okay, so the discussion that we were having before, whether two people are allowed to read Kriyashma if they're in the same bed unclothed, that is obviously talking about if they're facing each other. Because the front, the erva in the front, has the din erva according to everyone. Now we're going to discuss what about the backside. So Omar Mar is that Machzer Panavikarei Kriyashma. We just said that one can simply turn away and read Kriyashma like that. What about the back? Agavot, Agavos. What about the back? The backside should also be considered an erva. People have private parts in the backside too. So Masayil Ravuna. Let's. This is a proof to Ravuna. Dam Ravuna. Agavos ein behem mishum erva. He Ravuna says no. Ravuna says the backside is not considered an erva. Only the front side is considered an erva. Let's say this is a different proof to Ravuna. Let's say a woman is sitting and separating chala, unclothed. She has no clothes on and she wants to separate the chala. Ravuna says she can do this no problem. Why? Because she can, she can cover her private parts with the ground. When she sits down, if she sits down in a certain way, she can cover herself with the ground. Now, be noted, what's the problem here? The problem is that when a woman takes off challah, separates challah, she has to make a bracha. And we know that the halacha is one cannot make a bracha naked, right? So how is she allowed to do it here? So the answer is because she can cover herself, she can cover her private parts. And if she can cover her private parts, no problem. She can, when she's sitting down, so in some way she can cover her private parts. So then she can, uh, whatchamacallit, then she can um, separate the make a bracha. ish. Because obviously the, the, the anatomy is different with a man, they can't cover themselves when they sit down, so they can't make the bracha. Tagmar Nachman bar Nachman says, no, right? So Nachman says, you were trying to bring me a ride that I, we see that you only have to cover the front part, not the back part. He says, no, really? When she sat down, she was able to cover both parts. Somehow, she was able to cover both parts, and that's how she was allowed to make a bracha. So therefore, we don't, we're, not, we're not sure if the back side is in fact considered an erva or not, just like the front side is. Okay. So now we're quoting what we said earlier. We said that if one is in their bed, 
with their children that are very small, so then it's mutter ad kama. So what age is considered very small? Until what age can they just read Kriya Shema no problem without turning away? If their kids are obviously unclothed in bed with them. When it comes to little girls, it's three years, and one day old. And little boys, it's nine years and one day old, because that's the ages that they are. And some say no, when it comes to little girls, it's 11 years and one day, because that's a year before the bat mitzvah, right? And when it comes to A, a boy, it's 12 years and one day old because that's the year before their bar mitzvah. But either way, whether they're 11 or 12, they have to be full developed. They have to have, have reached puberty. If they did not reach puberty, even if they're 11 or 12, you can, one can still read Krishma directly um, facing them. Obviously, if they reach 12 or 13, if they read bar mitzvah age, then regardless of whether or not they reach puberty, one cannot read Krishma directly against them. Amalei are facing them. Amalei of Kanadar Vashi, Hasam Amarava, Afal Gadda to Yufta, the Shmuel, Halachsa Kavasei, the Shmuel, Hachamai. Remember before the end of the last Amad, we said that we talked about Tefillin. Is one allowed to put Tefillin under their head? So we said that regarding that, the Halacha is like Shmuel, that one is allowed to put Tefillin under their head even when they're with one's wife. So what about this discussion about reading Kriya Shema, right? About whether or not one is allowed to read Kriya Shema next to someone that is unclothed. Do we, do we possibly like Shmuel here as well? Where it says no. Amalei Atukulo, Bachadim, Echasim, Echasinu. Meaning you're going to do everyone and everything in one weave? That's what it literally means, but figuratively it means, what do you mean? Everything has to be the same? So we paskin like Shmuel in case A, we have to paskin like him in case B. One has nothing to do with the other. If we don't, if we say that Allah is like him, that Allah is like him. If we say that Allah is not like him, that Allah is not like him. It's a very simple equation over here. So I'm a lay Rav Mari, Rav Papa, say or yaitzim a big daimahu, an unrelated, right? Unrelated halacha over here. I mean, it's related in topic, but it doesn't really have to do specifically with what we've been saying so far. If one has a hair coming out of their baguette, right? So it's just sticking out. What's the din? Are they allowed to read Kriyashmana? Is that considered as if it's an erva? It's a malkum erva. So karala seir seir. So we see it's just a hair. It's not a malkum erva. And one can, in fact, read Kriyashmana if a hair is sticking out of his pants. Okay, some famous halachas for women learned down from this next Gemara. Tefach be'isha erva lemai, meaning a tefach of a woman that is in, in a place that's supposed to be covered, obviously, is considered an erva. Even a tefach, if there's a, if there's a place on a woman's body that's supposed to be covered, even, in, even a tefach of that pl- bo- place is considered an erva. I hope I explained that correctly, or, or explained that clearly. So what is it in erva concerning? Lamai. Concerning what? If you want to say it's considered an erva in terms of staring, meaning one can't stare, so long as there's a tefach of a, 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 a private part revealed, one cannot stare on that. That's an obvious, uh, it's an obvious uh, question on this. Because Why does the pasuk juxtapose uh, jewelry Ex- external jewelry and internal jewelry, meaning jewelry that's exposed and jewelry that's hidden. To tell you that anyone who stares at a woman's finger, even if she, he stares at a finger, it doesn't have to be an uncovered place, even a public place, even a place on a woman's body that's public, that's open to the public, still, it's as if he, 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 he stared at a disgusting place. What's makam tairif, right? So there's three levels of, st- of looking, staring. There's number one, there's looking, some things you can't, people can't avoid, right? You go to the doctor, or a woman doctor, or let's say someone has doctor's profession, they obviously have a, have a lot of woman patients, some things you can't avoid. Number two is glancing, number three is staring. Staring, Rashi says, in order to get hana. 
specifically in order to get Hana from the staring. So, so anyone who stares at a finger specifically to get Hana, that's a big problem. Doesn't matter if it's an erva or not, it doesn't have to be a hidden place, even a finger. So what are you talking about? Only in, in erva is a tefach, what, 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 are you, what are you giving me shirim? You can't stare at anything. So rather it's talking about with one's wife, staring at one's wife, it's talking about one cannot stare at a tefach of an erva on one's wife if they're gonna read Kriyashma. Amrav Chista, Shaykh Be'isha Erva, very famous, right? Obviously, what, how, how much does the skirt have to cover? This, this Gemara is huge. Amrav Chista, Shaykh Be'isha Erva. The Shaykh of a woman is an Erva. What is a Shaykh? So uh, a lot of the Paiskim hold that it's a knee, right? That the knees have to be covered, and the knees have to be covered for a woman even when they, the Mishnah Brura, I think, says, and a couple others, a bunch of others. I think this is, this is, one of, this is the most popular opinion. Um, that um, that they have to be covered when sitting down, when standing up, and all sh- and all, and no matter what sh- you know where they are, or the sitting down or standing up, the knee has to be covered. Amar Shmuel, kol beisha erva, a kol that was right very famously kol isha. So a sound, the voice of a woman is an erva. Right? The beauty of a woman's voice is what the Pasuk is saying over here. Right? Very famously, again, another famous one. The hair of a woman is an erva. And that's why, in fact, married women have to cover the hair. Right? From this Gemara, we learn three very famous halachas. Okay, and we finish off with a little story. Amar Rab Chanina, Ani Reisi, Es Rebbe, Shetola, not talking about private parts anymore. Amar Rab Chanina, Ani Reisi, Es Rebbe, Shetola Tfilov. I saw that Rebbe hang his tefillin, hung his tefillin, hanged, hung his tefillin, I think, on a nail. Someone can, can give me a grammar check there if, if, if I got that incorrect. He hung his tefillin on a nail. So there was a nail on the wall, let's imagine, right, obviously, and he simply hung his tefillin over there. Right? <laughs> How can he have done this? Right? We, we, we said, there's a statement that one who hangs his tefillin is as if they're hanging their life. Very strong statement. But obviously, the point of the statement is that very bad thing to hang one's tefillin. The people who darshan the secrets of the Torah, they said, So how can, how can Reb Hanina do this? How can he hang his tefillin? It's a really bad thing to hang one's tefillin. It depends where they're hanging their tefillin. If the nail, if the box is just on top of the nail and only the ritzuas are hanging down, that's fine. But if he's hanging it by the ritzuas and the box is hanging down, that's a big problem. But he obviously didn't do that. He obviously hung it by the box. Or an alternative answer is, Really, whether one hangs it by a box, let's say you have a nail on the wall again, and you hang your tefillin by the box, or you hang it by the ritzuas, it makes no difference. That is usher nonetheless. When Rechanina hung his tefillin, he hung it in the bag. His bag had a little hole, perfectly fit for a nail, and he hung it in the bag itself. So n- neither the ritzuas nor the bottom nor the, um, the, 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 right, the whatchamacallit, the boxes had to um, hang. If he hang it in the bag, what, what's your chiddish? <laughs> of course he can hang, hang it in a bag. That's, that, that, that's obvious. I might think it's like a sefer Torah. Sefer Torah can't be hung even in a bag. It's different, and one can hang it in a bag. We'll stop there on the bottom of Chaf Dalid Amud Aleph.